Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network. You must unlearn what you have learned. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. John Archiquette. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? Matt Turner. I'm not afraid. And Joshua Gray. You will be. What's going on, Outriders? John, Josh, and Matt back here again with Legion Outriders podcast. What's going on, guys? Hey, how's it going? Hello. (laughs) Why so subdued? (laughs) Because. Because why? Well, because. I don't want to be all ranty. Oh, you stop already (laughs) with that. (laughs) Hi, everybody. All right, well, we got, we got Josh back again. He's in a good mood, I think, so yeah. I think we'll, we'll have a good show today. We'll give him some tummy rubs. It'll be fine. I mean, how could you, how could you be in a bad mood? Because, <laughs> you know, we just found out that uh, we're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. I know, right? You guys are going it's to the Stanley exciting. Cup Finals? Yeah, we are. Oh, cool. Josh and I, they, they called us up. They called us up yeah. for subs. Yeah. Oh, good. John's <laughs> so, already, John's so already got the playoff beard. I, I've been rocking. working on my playoff yeah. beard, so we're good to go. I'm going to give a shout-out to Darren McGregor, one of our uh, friends of the show, who's a big Caps fan, and he's been... Uh, Giving us a lot of shout-outs to the Golden Knights, and they just won tonight, so congrats to him. We'll see you in the finals. And... It's on. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fun. We're recording a little early this week. Uh, we usually do Thursday nights. This is Wednesday because Mr. John is flying away. Well, yeah, that, that's part of it, and, you know, Solo's coming out, and I figured... Oh, we were just going to block that day out for... We were just going to reserve tomorrow for Solo. Okay. In observance of all things In observance you know, yeah. of the, okay. the holy day. Cool. I'll make sure my <laughs> vest is dusted and ready to go. And, of course, you know, we got other big Legion events going on tomorrow as well, since, uh, you know, those of us who don't live in Italy huh. are going to finally be able to get our hands on Leia. Hey! <laughs> if you can't see, I'm doing the Italian guy. Hands. <laughs> kind of like Therm Scissor Punch, actually. I was thinking about... <laughs> You're a little short for a podcast host. Uh, I don't think anybody's accused John of being a little short of I know. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say anything, but <laughs> anyways. So we got a good show for you guys coming up. We're going to take a look at uh, the return of the hobby news segment. We're going to talk about what is the appropriate terrain to have for a good competitive game of Legion. Uh, we're going to take a look at, of course, those aforementioned releases that are coming out tomorrow. And then... Uh, a little bit of uh, talk about one of the new units, the the Fleet Troopers. We looked at Leia before, and we're gonna you know talk about the Fleet Troopers. New upgrade cards out there now. We, yep, we, we saw we saw a leak from the last you know hidden card of what their upgrades are, and that that, that could be an interesting uh, interesting playstyle. So we're, we're, we'll look at that later on. But uh, of course, first of all, we got Star Wars news to talk about, and. Solo drops tomorrow. What do you what have you heard so far, Matt? Uh pretty good. It is officially certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, perhaps not blowing the uh box office ratings off the roof, but uh yeah, it looks really good. I'm excited to go see it. I got my tickets for tomorrow. I keep inviting you for it even though I know you're flying away. I feel like you're so. just rubbing it in at this point. I, yeah, no, absolutely that's what I'm doing. <laughs> but uh you're still invited if you want to come. I got an extra. Oh gosh, you know, like those plane tickets that I already purchased. Probably worth a little bit more than a They're probably ticket. refundable. It's fine. Yeah, but <laughs> they're tickets to Canada. So, you know. Actually, that sounds pretty nice right I know, now. right? Right, yeah. Well, I, I might try to catch it while I'm up there. I don't know if they're going to have a Canadian dubbed version, though. That's yeah, it's going to be all French and <laughs> subtitled. And it'll actually be very art house and very artistic up there. Hey, Chewy, I got a bad feeling about this, eh? <laughs> about this. Yeah, you can, you yeah, can just basically <laughs> take the movie and just dub it with the uh, with the soundtrack and with the, the voice track. to spr- which is, It was Ed, uh, yeah. Str- yeah. Yeah, Strange Brew. Strange Brew, yeah. 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 Take off, eh, you hoser. <laughs> hey, guy. <laughs> I apologize to all of our Canadian listeners. Like, I love—I have nothing but love for Canada. So yeah, I love no, Canada too. Cool. Yeah. No, no beef. So yeah, hopefully everybody will go out see Solo and uh, and be entertained. That's, so, that's my goal—is to be entertained. No, the Rotten Tomatoes score that's on there right now—that's um, just critic score, correct? Uh, yeah, that's usually what I look at because user score. I mean, the whole thing with the Last Jedi and all that—it's just. I mean, yeah, because some people for what it's it. worth. I don't know. know who would hate that movie. Well, you know, you the people have spoken. The the user score, the the you know the viewer score was a lot lower than the critic score, which leads me to believe that maybe Disney may have paid off some critics. You know, not to try to you know put my tinfoil hat <laughs> on. And... Yeah, that's a big one too. Holy cow! Uh, I don't know. No, it was very obviously a targeted you know sure 
protest from the fans that <laughs> Star Wars wasn't the way they thought Star Wars should be. But anyways, so we won't, so, we won't uh, believe, we'll believe yeah. that. Believe go that go go yet, in but. with an open mind. I'm just hoping to pop popcorn and uh, enjoy myself. Yeah, and and honestly, I have, I have friends who are living over in Europe right now, and of course, because Europe gets everything before we do, uh, they got to see it earlier today. Fleet Troopers and the Solo movie. I know Italy. Seriously, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like. I don't know what kind of like hookup you have with uh, with Minneapolis or with Disney or w- whatever it is, but man, hook we've us got up. this thing that we take <laughs> care of our people, <laughs> and we apologize for our Italian view. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 wow. <laughs> just check off all the countries I'm we just can kidding. Yeah, yeah. We're, we'll wake our through. No, my, my friends who saw it living over in Italy, they they loved it. They thought it was great. Scandinavia, you're next. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think we already kind of did that, but. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, Disneyland officially announced that they will be opening up Edge of the Galaxy, the the Star Wars land, in the summer of 2019. So I will probably go in the winter of 2019. Try, try a, to avoid the, the yeah, initial rush. Yeah, go, hopefully go in the off-season when it's not quite as crazy. I don't know. The wife might want to go out there. She she loves that kind of stuff, too. So Might be worth checking out opening weekend. I'm sure they probably have, like, a crazy, you know, Rush, Not without yeah. an active lightsaber, I don't think. <laughs> I, I... Speaking of active lightsabers, <laughs> yeah, man. Josh has so, gotten addicted. To, yeah, yeah, there's uh, so I I've got uh, I've got a an HTC Vive VR setup at home, um, and VR is awesome. Playing games like Fallout Four in VR and stuff like that is just so immersive and so amazing. Um, there's this game that's been getting a lot of publicity in, over the last three or four months. That's basically rock band that is crossed with Fruit Ninja, basically. <laughs> but you play it with lightsabers. So the two controllers that you hold in your hand, when you look inside the headset, are lightsabers. And Do you get to pick the colors? No. Ugh. So it's red and blue. So... That's that's all you get right now. But yeah, well, that's you can. just crazy. Well, you, we can bring right. balance to the force. Yeah, you yeah you can mod it though. I mean, the game has been modded, so people are oh, putting so what, in. You're Anakin Skywalker now. <laughs> no, there are literally people that have that have gone and modded the the lightsabers in the game to be like Kylo Ren's lightsabers. So it's got like the little side cross guards and well, all. He that. doesn't bring balance to the force either. Yeah, I know, but yeah, but have you seen, have you seen his upper body strength? I know. Uh, he's he's like, ripped. Yeah. He's got an eight pack. Ben Swallow. Yeah, yeah, he's shredded. Ben Swallow. <laughs> But so so as you're sitting there, you know, it's a VR space, so you can look around. It's all 3D, and you have like in Rock Band where you see like the notes kind of coming down the screen at you, and mm-hmm. you got to hit it at a at a certain point. Um, these blocks are are floating in front of you and coming at you, and the blocks have an arrow on them that tells you which way you need to cut the blocks. So oh, so they couldn't do something more like training drones or <sighs> it's not a star fighters. wars game i mean oh, it's a it's it, not no it's not an official star wars product oh. it's just it's just a, a, a new twist on the on the rhythm on the music rhythm games like like with your uh, laser swords with your laser swords yes disney only jedis like, carry those sounds like a property you might need to purchase yeah right uh, yeah, small little indie dev company. It's like two, three people, something like that, put this together. Um, there's a huge modding community that's, that is, that's already popped up around the game. Um, but the experience, you know, if, you, if you're a fan of Rock Band or anything like that, and you're like, yeah, man, I could I could play this, you know. Um, oh, they need to mod the little blocks to look like youngling heads. <laughs> I would totally play that. And and which way the, Skywalker? which way the youngling head is pointed is <laughs> yeah, which way you cut oh. yeah right no anyway changes into daisies like in the robot chicken but like back, there's oh, there's great people, God there's people that have modded the game so you can Beat like, Saber two confirmed yes there you go so they've they've modded it they've like three D printed mods so you can stick the controllers in in each end of a a staff hilt and then you can play the game like you're like Darth Maul. So you're, or more the, like the Star Wars kid in my case. Well, <laughs> that's that's what you look like when you're playing. Uh, the game. Oh you yeah, look that's like true. Star Wars. What you think you look like? like versus yeah. What yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. What you what you think what you what you look like if you're watching somebody play this game because you can't you're not in that VR space with them. You know they they look like they're just having like an epileptic seizure. Oh, I in think front that's of you. YouTube gold waiting to happen. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got to go do some searching later. But I tell you what, man. 
you get flowing in this game and you start playing some of the songs on some of the harder levels where there's just a lot of cuts going on and you feel like a you feel like an MF and Jedi. Oh, no, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's exactly like the South Park episode. That guy is the ultimate badass. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's that's how you feel playing this game. If you've got a VR setup, you, you, it, it's on Steam right now. That's the only place you can get it, um, and it's only compatible right now with uh, the Oculus Rift and the the, the Vive um, headsets. It's not on it's not on PSVR yet or anything like that. But if you have either of those console headsets, peasants, right? If you have either of those headsets and you enjoyed Rock Band and you love Star Wars, check this game out. It's the it's the most fun twenty dollars I've ever spent on. A is game. there a multiplayer for Duel of the Fates? No, there's not. Uh, unfortunately, can there be? Yeah, it's, see, <laughs> well, there, the mod where you batting, do, 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 there you know, can be anything. Blocks I mean, back and forth at each other, and you're oh spinning God. around. Somebody get oh, on that. Man, yeah, do it. Yeah, like we just we just bring you ideas. Okay, you guys make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put a video up once the you know once the episode goes up. I'll put a video up on our page of what this game looks like because it's it's amazing. It's so much fun. I just want to see it without the music and without like all the colored blocks. It's oh, gonna yeah. look like every every idiot at the silent disco at Coachella. <laughs> 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 because if you've ever seen one of those, it's no. not nearly as cool as Beat Saber. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, I've seen I've seen the pictures of you know ravers and stuff like that. Where they're just all they're you know enhanced and just in it, and that's what you look like. Right on. But well, you know what's better than video games? Uh, yes, board games. Nothing. Yes, yes I'm going to go with board gonna, games on oh, this one. I, I was going the, something the completely outside actually, yeah, the scope yeah, of this show. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> we'll save that for an after dark. Episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so actually we're going to talk about our hobby site. We kind of skipped over the hobby, hobby talk last week. Uh, we had a bunch of other things going on. but Because you've been painting 40K stuff. I have been, yeah. Somebody commissioned me to paint some 40K stuff. So I'm just waiting till the Rebels, you know, Legion stuff comes out. Because I have all my Rebels stuff painted. I'm just waiting on, you know, Leia. And More Rebels. More Rebels. Rebels. So, you know, one of the things that has kind of been a hotbed issue on a couple of the forums this week was terrain. And somebody had, you know, posted a photo of their terrain board and was like, hey, I don't understand. Why is why is everything getting shot off the table? How are people accomplishing objectives at the later stages of the game when is everybody it? is dead? Right? And then it was like literally like two little hills and nothing else. It was... <laughs> To theme the board out, it would be Grapes of Wrath. It was the great American Dust Bowl and all the people that have pretty much been yeah. fleeing away from... Well, then you just got like an ATSD po like posted up on one half of it. And I'm like, He's, it's going to be like World War I. <laughs> like, nobody wants to go into no man's land. <laughs> no, yeah, I would just huddle on the back of the board. Over the edge, boys! <laughs> Blow the so, whistle. And a, a lot of people chimed in, probably, you know... More than was necessary, but everyone's saying you need more terrain, dude. You need more terrain. I mean, yeah, fifty <laughs> times over, you yeah. need more terrain. But what is what is the appropriate amount of terrain? Like, what is what is the best amount of terrain to have on a table without making it, you know, unbalanced in, in one way or the other? Well, I mean, how much terrain you need? It, it, that's clearly spelled out in the rules. You know, you've got to have a quarter of the table covered in terrain. And, you know, I, I've, I've seen a lot of people you know, here playing games here. Well, how would we figure out how much is a quarter? Because what they'll do is they'll just put a bunch of pieces on the board and then they'll eyeball it and they go, yeah, that looks like a quarter. But if you literally just take the table, measure off 18 inches on the long end, and then fill it, you know, three feet by 18 inches, that's a quarter of the table. Yeah. Pretty Where much. were you in my fifth grade math class? Uh, I was in, like, how old are you? Uh, I mean, never mind. Let's not be... talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, you both failed math class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, just, if you just measure out a foot and a half by three feet on your board and literally fill that with terrain, there's your quarter of the cool. board with terrain. And then place it out there. Now, yeah. when it comes into, okay... You know, I can I can measure that area of the board off and fill it with nothing but barricades that come out of sure. the core set, and I've filled the objective of a quarter of the board. And not really. No, I, mean, I think in what I've gone by is usually like half of that quarter, which is numbers. An eighth? Oh, my God. You're so smart. <laughs> uh, you use area terrain and uh, the other half line of sight blocking terrain. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay. okay. I'm like, it's damn, okay. God, you're a lot smarter than that. 
but it's nice to have a mix. So you can have your your forests, your jungles, you know, whatever, and then you have some good stuff to block line of sight completely from those tall ATSDs. Yeah. Because otherwise, they just run the board. And that's that's I think probably the key is to get a good variety because you want to have you're right stuff that's going to give you line of sight blocking. Mm-hmm. You want stuff that's going to be area terrain. Yeah. You might want some stuff that's impassable. You, know, you want to be that, able to hide models if you need to. You know, exactly. Keep, yeah. preserve, preserve your troops for objectives. Yep. And sometimes you want to have terrain that might, you know, impede, you know, troops, but not impede vehicle. You know, the repulsor vehicles, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why you'd have, you know, a wall, say. Yeah. That you couldn't cross over. So I mean, that's you know, there, there's different ways of putting it out there. Now, the last game that that I just played on Twitch last week was Sean. Um, yeah, we we streamed uh, most of a game. Yeah, and it. It became kind of one-sided, but one of one of his complaints that he had was that you know he thought that maybe the terrain was kind of set up in favor of one side. Okay, yes, and this was brought up in uh, chat. It was actually a really cool kind of hangout and you know talk about Legion session. We're going to try to keep doing that, but uh, there was definitely one side favored the other. You had a very nice barricade came to a point. Uh, I think I called it uh, Fort Kickass, and <laughs> you posted up there and. You guys were playing Blake Breakthrough, and Sean went for it. I mean, mm-hmm. end of the day, he could have avoided, um, but he decided to engage. And he chose he, to charge no man. Yeah, yeah. He, he went over the wall and uh, got shot to pieces when he, he probably could have just, you know, preserved forces uh, uh, a little bit. He, so he was a little bit rusty. He hadn't played in a couple of weeks. But, yep. uh, yeah, he, he absolutely went for the bait, and uh, there was no Akbar screaming in his uh, headset. <laughs> you know. We all need an Akbar. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, but I've always been uh, a fan of asymmetrical board setup. I yeah. think there needs to be an advantage to one side versus the other because then that makes that red-blue you know, consideration that much more tactical. And I was just going to basically say exactly that. I mean, okay. yeah, I mean, Good. we in, agree. In my opinion, yeah, you, you have to have that because why, you know, if I'm going to go for that blue player bid, why am I under-costing myself? as far as what I'm bringing to the table, if I can't then turn that into a tactical advantage. You know, part of saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to short myself 20 points here so I can make sure I get the bid. Well, that's just ridiculous. Well, you know, you could do it. I mean, you I mean, could. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe I want to do that to ensure I'm going to be the blue player and I can look at the battlefield and I can define the battlefield successfully in, on my terms. And you got to fight on my terms. That's the whole point of being the blue player. Right, isn't yeah. it? I mean, well, there's advantages to either one, right? But uh, yeah. See, now actually, sometimes I prefer to be the red player because that sure. way I don't have to, or I've got guarantee I've got probably more um, activation tokens. So more than likely, I'm probably going to be putting my units out last. Yeah, but if the the battlefields were always symmetrical, both sides. It would get boring really fast, right? Because you're like, okay, you're gonna head to that wall. I'm gonna hide, head to my wall. That's the same. Are we gonna fight? Maybe if we're in range. Maybe not. Uh, yeah, and we saw that with like the, the learn to play when that the first yes. course that came that, out. It is very symmetrical. Yeah, the way and that that, that kind of would that's kind of what a lot of the games turned into was all right. Unit of stormtroopers hide behind this barricade. Unit of rebel troopers hide behind the other barricade. We're just gonna <laughs> shoot at each other, and you know, yeah. and whoever has the dice luck, you know, yeah, whoever comes out of the, fight, the, right? the barricade first loses. Yeah, you know? yeah that too. Yeah, right. So learning to, and of course we didn't have the objectives at that time, yeah. so we, we weren't really, you know, playing with all the different scenarios. But yes, so. just just grow that larger, and you might still see the same things. But when you talk about defining the board for competitive games, when you get into tournament play, there's also the competitive terrain rules that are in there mm-hmm. that's, that essentially state that you're going to show up to a prepared board. The terrain is going to be there. And the tournament organizers are going to take four pieces of that terrain and set it aside Mm -hmm. off of the board. And then after you determine who's the blue player, before you get into the cards and everything, you're going to then, you're going to finish defining the battle space. So the blue player will look at one of those four pieces of terrain, pick one, and then place it. And then the red player will look at the three remaining and so on and so forth. So every player will then have... You're not you're not fighting on a completely tilted board. Mm-hmm. Each player will have some opportunity to determine what the board state is going to look like and, and set things up more advantageously to them. Now you don't know what deployment cards are going to come out of this, so you know you may set something up thinking thinking it's going to be great, and then you end up with long march, and then it's yeah. like, ah, 
Did you have some sideways facing barricades? Maybe yeah. somebody right. thought about that. Something hopefully. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it's not completely on. You know, blue player has all the tactical advantage there because when you're when you're talking in the competitive space. Um, you know, formal tournaments, things like that, you're going to have the ability to, to kind of set all of that stuff up. Um, one thing that I've noticed about the terrain that we've, that I've seen, whether it's stuff that people are 3D printing, offering for sale, and, and we kind of talked about it when, um, when we had some terrain here in front of us, is a lot of times the tops of the terrain are, are uneven for buildings and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's really important for when we talk about what kind of terrain we're putting on our boards, try and find terrain that's going to be tactically useful in all situations. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's pointless. Yeah, you're going to have buildings, you're going to have things that obscure, but grappling hooks are a thing for a reason, yeah, right? That's in, true. in the game. But if you set up a board that doesn't have any terrain that is grappleable, like, I just made that word up, three-dimensional, any kind right. of three-dimensional right. building or whatever, yeah. You know, you basically, you, you turn it into a 2D game. It's supposed to be a 3D game. Yeah. True. Make it a 3D game. Um, the other thing that I've noticed, and I've seen a lot of boards, there's some really great boards out there where people are, are going all in and doing the whole base Star Wars diorama thing. Mm -hmm. There's also a lot of folks out there um, that are using terrain that is are from other game systems just out of necessity yeah you know whether you have a, a large 40k presence in your in your store or you've got a large bolt action presence in your store or whatever but what then what doesn't come in what comes into consideration that's not i don't think people have thought through all of those systems have different have different movement systems than than legion does yeah you know in 40k if you've got a wall that's got a bunch of windows in it you can move through that wall unimpeded because you, they just simulate your dudes going through the windows. Sure. Legion has no way you, you can't move through a window. If there's a if there's a door, yeah, you can go through there if the temp, if you can squeeze the template through, but you know, windows, open windows. Dudes should be able to go th over open windows, right? Just to uh, be maybe a little pedantic here, not just the uh, the movement tool, the, the whole base has to fit through there. Okay, even then, so, yeah. sure, right? So, Which it would because of the way the tool's built, so never mind. It, <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, shut up. Well, I mean, the, the bases are smaller th or wider than the tool is. Are they? I'm trying yeah, to picture Yeah, they, they are. Not by much. Okay. It's, it's, Anyways. You know, but yeah, yeah. But I get your point, okay. right? I mean, you've got to be able to move it along that path without being impeded. It's a, it's. It's a window that, to scale, is five feet wide. Why can't why can't my dudes go through a five foot wide window? That's I'm sorry, you know. you've got to walk around the corner first. Right. Yeah. Well, I feel <laughs> so, like, like with anything else, it's one of those things you just talk to your opponent ahead of the game. Sure. You know, before the I game, mean, yeah. If you guys want to say, hey, each piece of can we move through these windows? And everybody agrees to it. No, I don't see a problem with right. it. Right. But I, I mean, I, I find that you know that's a rule that I don't think was brought up because when you're looking at the terrain, especially in terrain in Star Wars. You're looking at defined structures, yeah. Tatooine huts, mm -hmm. Endor bunker. Uh, there's not a lot of what you see in 40k ruined buildings because you yeah, know unless you're doing like a Jedha themed board sure. or something. Yeah, yeah, because there is no grim dark in <laughs> in, in Legion, it's, right? There's there's really there's not any. What is slaughtering younglings? <laughs> that's dark. That's the, that's the darkest dark. of grim dark. But the buildings were still whole when that happened. Yeah, yeah. But you, you understand what I mean, you know. Sure. There's not a lot of fighting over ruined hellscapes like in 40k, where everything is a ruined hellscape. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, it's it, Star Wars, especially on the edge of the galaxy, is a well-used environment. You know, there's some wear. Gently and stuff. worn. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gently uh, used. Yeah. But, Previously enjoyed. I mean, you're not limited to anything besides your imagination, because oh, sure. I mean, there's but, you know, like in 40k, it's all entropy and decline. And sure, you know, but right. you know, during the Galactic Civil War, I mean, there there were plenty of planets that were war-torn and probably had ruins and I mean, littered about, with the bodies of Jedi's. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about how many species there there are. You could very easily incorporate, you know, orc or Eldar style buildings into you know your battlefield and, and say you know this is a you know tauntaun. I've already whatever, seen people right? using Tau shield walls for that's, that, that's perfect. yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's very really thematic, cool, like, a, like yeah. a cloud city style. Absolutely, yeah. there you go. But there comes a point where imagination butts up against the intent of the rules yeah. for the game, and, and there's you know you would have to maneuver around every. 
rules as written, you know, you'd have to maneuver around anything that's, you know, a certain height. Just like Beggar's Canyon. Back home, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a balance that needs to be struck, I think. Sure, a balance of the force. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and come back, and we'll take a look at some of these fleet troopers we got coming out. Tune in every Wednesday to Radio Free Tatooine, a Star Wars podcast that's better than some and worse than others. Take a trip to a water cooler far, far away as we bring some casual, fun conversation into the Star Wars podcasting community. Hosted by me, Sean, my sister Amy, and John. Radio Free Tatooine. We may not know what we're talking about, but we sure know how to record it. For more, visit RadioFreeTattooing.com, a proud member of the Radio Free Tattooing Podcast Network. You're listening to the Legion Outriders Podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network, recorded on location at Power 9 Games. Whether you're looking for the latest releases from Legion, X-Wing, 40K, Magic, or any of our other extensive inventory of board and card games, head to Power9Games.com and use coupon code OUTRIDER10 to get 10% off your order. Plus, shipping is free on orders over $100. Now, back to the Outriders. We're back with Legion Outrider Podcast. Time to talk about some fleet troopers. Just, Not all. Just a few of them. Yes. You know who you are who we're not talking about, Fleet Trooper. And you know why we're not talking about you. You're bad. He's very gassy. Very bad. So I know know Fleet Troopers (laughs) are probably the thing you're most excited about, right, Josh? As a a, a big Rebel player. (laughs) Yeah. They die well. They are proof positive. You haven't killed any. Fleet fleet Troopers are proof positive that Stormtroopers can hit things. (laughs) That is true. I think the greatest moment of screen time the Fleet Troopers ever had was just getting sliced to pieces by Vader at the end of Rogue One. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're just I, there I, to I, die. I, I say that the best moment they ever had was when they were standing on Yavin 4 and he was like checking in ships as they were flying That's in true. the base. That was pretty cool. That, it was like a radar, like a, a police radar gun. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, pachoo. They so just checking their speed, make sure they're not, yeah. <laughs> they're not speeding. Best moment for a fleet. That's that's honestly probably the best happy outcome you could have being one of the fleet troopers. Yeah, because he's like the only fleet trooper you ever <laughs> see that doesn't die. They, <laughs> they forgot about me. I think I'm good. <laughs> All I had to do was get up on this thing on this really thin stick. Just act like I'm doing something. in the air. I think my favorite thing about That's the, why we're not talking about Gary, right? <laughs> I think my favorite thing about the, the fleet troopers, like the rules and everything like that, is they basically just took like their one scene of crouching behind doors and made it into a rule. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, like, I mean, what, that's what they're what, doing. What are fleet troopers good at doing? Well, I, I think they're good at making themselves small and sitting in doorways. Waiting to die? I... <laughs> so they made rules that simulated that. Not about getting help. That's not something they do well. Um, in all honesty, they do doors. have some use in Legion, I think. Um, we, we finally saw some uh, some reveals of their their last card um, during the initial you know release preview for the Fleet Troopers. They showed the, the Scattergun Trooper, and the Scattergun was the uh, range one to two, two red die, uh, Pierce one. So twenty three points. Eh, it's I mean, all right. Two red dice. Yeah. yeah, you can't complain about two red dice. And and Pierce is in Pierce, Yeah, I mean, I mean, it gets rid of one block. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nothing terrible. And 23 points, it's not a ton. But it, I, I think that weapon is a good offset to the fact that fleet troopers throw a whole grip of white dice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, hopefully you'll be able to generate an aim token somehow. Um, well, they're, they're a special rule ready allows you to perform a standby action to gain a, gain a free aim token that way. I yeah. think you're, that's your plan A, though. Yeah, I mean, standby is a rule that's just... It's not great because because I can shoot first, yeah. then move. Yeah. You know, if I'm a Stormtrooper unit, or any unit, I'm going to shoot at you first just to knock that aim token, or that standby token off, sure. and then move in, into range. If, yeah. You if, know, I, if I'm at range band three, there's nothing you can do, and it forces you into either sitting tight and hoping you don't get the, the standby token shot off of you, um, or trying to maneuver really aggressively to get into range two so you can shoot at something. So here's where I think fleet troopers at play. If you are trying to keep an enemy from getting to an objective, or you know that they're coming, and if you want to move around, you know, maneuver around some line of sight blocking terrain, so. You've got standby, you're kind of focused on, you know, 
one section of the board and you are waiting for them to come to you. Uh, I may run one unit of fleet troopers, just kind of for that purpose. I don't foresee myself running any more than that. Yeah, I mean, and again, they're they're a good, like you said, they're a good area denial weapon. Yeah. Um, but and they're good on camping on an objective, uh, kind of in the same way that uh, that, that snowtroopers are good at camping in, in a, an objective. The problem is, is they're not that great. I don't think they're going to be that great, anyways, at pulling people off of an objective. Yeah. You know, white dice are fickle. Right. Oh, yeah. There's there's a reason why that there's that meme going around that has like K2SO and, and it just has like a pile of Legion dice and it says, <laughs> Would you like to know the probability of rolling a blank in Legion? It's high. <laughs> it's very high. <laughs> that meme exists for a reason. So yeah. yeah, you know, you got a you got a full up squad of yeah. fleet troopers, you know, five of them plus a special weapon, you're throwing ten white dice and two red at range two. But I mean, white dice are fickle. You're not you're not using that to pull people off an, of an objective, like you're going to go and use a flame trooper. Sure, that's that's yeah. just going to go and regardless of cover, regardless of anything else, it's just going to wipe a unit. It's just going to erase a unit on the strength of the weapons. Now, when it comes to you know, as a rebel player, am I going to go for more rebel troopers or more fleet troopers? I and mean, there's no question, rebel troopers are cheaper. Uh, they you know they be able to shoot. Black dice at range three. I think it's just it's all around better. You know, and didn't you take realize the, they were cheaper. Holy cow! You know, <laughs> you were right. And and not not only that, but I mean, okay, I take the Z, I take a Z six trooper. Yeah, a, a Z six trooper is essentially a range three unit that is three fleet troopers. Yep, basically, because yeah. you're throwing six white dice with the Z six. Yep. You know, I'd rather take five black, six white dice than ten white and two red. Absolutely. I mean, just the probabilities there are so much better. Um, now, the the one thing that the fleet troopers do get, I do believe they have an offensive surge. So they do. They have both offensive and defensive and defensive surge. Oh, that's so, yeah, that's not nothing. You know, your your odds increase a little bit more, but not much. Well, actually, double your odds yeah. double. Well, yeah, because if you're rolling, you know, a D eight, if you only got one hit, one crit, you're only hitting twenty five percent of the time. You add the surge in there, you're hitting on three out of eight. So you're almost hitting fifty percent of the time, which, I mean, that's not that's not terrible. No, the white dice only have one blank. What? Or no, I'm sorry, the white dice only have one hit on them. Yeah, one hit, right. one crit, one hit, and then oh, one surge. Okay, crit. Okay. So yeah, you're, yeah, you're hitting yeah. three sorry. out of eight times. So I mean, you're almost hitting fifty percent, yeah. which you know if you're that's shooting twice, pretty respectable. It's respectable. Actually. Yeah, yeah, that is a boatload of dice. That is weight of dice going on right there. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and you throw an aim on that. That's really, I mean, it's not bad. Um, but but I agree with you. I would much rather be throwing five black and six or and six white. Right. I know you would. <laughs> but the other card that that we kind of hinted at um, that was just announced or just you know released uh, the MPL fifty seven barrage trooper. So this is like this is the grenade launcher. Yep. So this is the one black two white dice up to range three, and it has blast, which is ignore cover, and impact two. That's exhaustible. So kind of like the rocket launcher or the ion trooper, you know, you can only use it once and they have to you know reset it. But thirty-three points, so it's ten points more expensive than the scattered trooper. Um, how do you feel about that? I, it'd be nice if it was an exhaustible weapon. Exhaustible weapons are in a really weird place right now in this game, where you know they're good, but they're not good enough to justify how justify using actions. them yeah. in a game that's limited. To six rounds, so twelve actions ostensibly per right. Yeah, you know, so you know, you're you're taking those troops and you're emplacing them somewhere, and then hopefully, you know, refresh, shoot, refresh, shoot, refresh, shoot. If you've got to move those guys at all, eh, it's not worth it because now you've if you've shot the round previous and you've got to move, unless you have something like Veers. <laughs> yeah, beers would be pretty good with yeah. these guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> beers would be great with these. Um, you don't have any way to 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 put volume of fire out of that weapon to make it worth the cost. Sure, and we've, um, and we've talked about how action economy is so huge in this game. Right. So if you're wasting one of your actions, just to have to you know reset right. it. Now it's not terrible having ex an exhaustible weapon on a rebel trooper because you you have that fallback weapon. Of you know of, of a black die yeah. yeah right 
Here, you've got the, the fallback weapon, especially with the grenade trooper. You know, the grenades go out to range three, but the, the, the DH-17 only goes to range two. Yeah. So, eh, eh, that's, you kind, know, that's kind of my feeling on it, too, yeah. Because if it's, just, it's hard. It gives you some more impact options for rebels, which they don't have a lot of right that's, now. That's very true. Right. It, it, it's now the first infantry anti-armor piece that's that's worth a damn. But here's uh, here's my uh, here's my <laughs> my thought on that though. As a rebel, I, I saw his ions do work last week. That's so. that's what I'm thinking. Like as yeah. a rebel player, the only thing I need to worry about with impact right now is ATSTs, and I rather than having to waste the firepower to try to take down eleven wounds, I'd rather just freeze it. Yeah, or talking about it. action yeah. economy. Sure. Ignore it, freeze it, move around it. Yeah. Well, that's fine with one ATST, but if you've got if you've got twelve hit points or eighteen hit points of ATRT to mow through, now that's a different story. That's true, yeah. You know, impact one is is workable on the the stormtroopers because I don't have to refresh it. Yeah. Right? I can go and if I've got trooper spam. I can fairly reliably put a collective impact five onto one unit a turn. I can't do that with this because, or or the the MPL ion because I have to I have to tap it. I've got to refresh it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not putting that volume of fire down every single round. So impact two at least makes it a little bit more usable because if you're Assuming you're you're not firing it every round, you're firing yeah. it every other round. That makes it impact six, which puts it on par with with a DLT nineteen, because the DLT's impact one can shoot every round. Your impact two shooting every other round. So it's it it's on par, but it's still. I like the versatility of being able to have blast and impact because you know there's not a lot of options for the rebels that have blast outside of concussion grenades. But again, true. You know, once you use the exhaustible portion right. of it, it really just kind of... I mean, and, and that's where it's going to come in handy, is it's going to come in handy with, you know, if you've got a unit a unit of fleet troopers with impact grenades, mm-hmm. but you still need to close assault and get get past cover. Yeah. You know, shoot the grenade launcher, cover, and then follow up with, with five black from the impact grenades. Doable. And, right? and that's why I do want to get a unit of them just to, to try to, you know... Work them into in, into my game plan. Yeah, um, are you going to change your list up a little bit? I, I might. You know, and that's <laughs> that's one thing that we kind of talked about. Uh, you know, repetitions versus experimentation with these new lists. Yeah, uh, one thing on the, on the fleet troopers. Oh yeah, uh, mm. uh, real quick. Sorry before we, we move on. You know, like the snow troopers, this is going to be a unit that's going to be really good with that rapid reinforcements condition card. Absolutely, oh, right for yeah. sure. You know, um, because again, they're a great area denial uh, piece. Because you don't want to get too close to them because, again, volume of fire is going to ruin your day. If they could sit there, do an aim token, and, and then throw all those white Just dice. be back at the board swinging their arms. If you happen to walk <laughs> into them, that's your fault. <laughs> so, you know, they, they definitely, definitely have their tactical uses. But like the Snowtroopers, oddly enough, since that's kind of the unit they're released across, and this mm-hmm. is kind of the thing they're doing with Legion, it requires a lot more nuance to use them effectively. Yeah. I agree with you, and I'm not sure how how keen I am on the idea. It, the The snowtroopers have a very direct, you know, you move forward as fast as you you know slowly can, and you flame things, you know, or right. you use impact grenades or whatever. But like they seem to have a very you know direct approach. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't know if I feel, if I like the idea of move close but then defend, like move up and then try to be on the defensive. I just yeah, uh... it's it's got its. You it's move up merits, rapidly. You take your little piece of terrain and you defend it to the last man, if try necessary. Try to find, try to find a doorway, and then huddle in there, to three Stooges style. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what you have to do. Well, I guess this is where we wait for the Dark Lord Levator to come and uh, chop us all up. Now, <laughs> it's been good, guys. Yeah, but uh, yeah, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, what I kind of hinted at earlier. Um, you know, experimentation versus you know dedicating a one list and playing it until you've mastered it. Yeah. Yeah, I was just noticing during the stream uh, last week that me and John have very different approaches to how we play the game. Like, he is locked in his list and ha- really hasn't changed since, like, the first week. I think since the first tournament that we played, yeah. um, where I was running an airspeeder, 
Oh, right, right. You, yeah. you ran an airspeeder once. I was running an airspeeder. And then... And then uh, I lost that game, and I was like, you know what? I really just don't like this airspeeder. It, does, it doesn't fit into the strategy I normally want to run. Join the club. Because <laughs> pretty much everybody hates the airspeeder, so, yeah, you know. It's, it's a glass cannon, and that's yeah. not, it doesn't fit into my strategy. So that's not my play style, and... I you know I, I've played this three ATRT with with rotary cannon five rebel trooper squad and loop list yeah pretty much ad nauseum since then yeah I know and to great effect you're definitely kicking butt whereas I every time I go to build a list for something it's like okay what what I haven't what I haven't I played with yet what what have what looks interesting what do I want to try and break open and see how it works and you know, get to the nuts and bolts. I probably because I haven't found a list. I'm like, oh, this is it. This is the one I'm locked in on. Yeah. Uh, yet, but so have you? You've probably gotten a better spectrum because you've played both rebels and imperials. Yeah, I've been favoring more of the imperials recently, but I'm probably going to end up playing rebels in the next day or two. Just so you can get you know, a chance to experiment with, with Leia. And well, I set troopers. up a game with Daniel, and he plays Imperials. So oh, okay. You don't want to do a mirror match. I, I always try and do that if if at all possible. <laughs> so. With, with all the experimentation that you've done and like you know playing with different units and things like that, mm-hmm. you know we're playing for fun here. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it feels good to win, but when it comes down to it, I'd rather just have you know, a fun game. And do you do you think that you get a better you know a better sense of enjoyment by you know experimenting with your list, cha- you know, changing things? Well, oh, definitely, it's the way I like to play. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll come up with a goofy concept. Like I mean, I was talking about. Uh, naked ATRTs, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and you know that's fun. You know, I wouldn't like always like that is not the <laughs> tournament list that you go to, but yeah. it was a it was a fun goof. But uh, I learned from that and uh, started incorporating more. Uh, I definitely uh, after seeing you use them, I like the Gatling cannons on the ATRTs a lot yeah. more. I know I used to really like the uh, the laser cannons early on because I thought that range four would be more of a well, back when we were playing with less terrain on the boards, it mm-hmm. was a much bigger deal. But uh, and a lot of people were advocating for the laser cannon when we were talking on on Twitch. You were sure. saying a lot of people were saying in their meta that the laser cannon was actually a lot more dominant yeah. than the rotary cannon. So I mean, to each their own. Yeah. And you know that's part of the experimentation. Yeah. Don't thing don't is, let us tell you you're wrong. You know. Yeah. If you want to run flamethrowers like you know we advocated for the first two shows, <laughs> <laughs> you know by all means go for it. Actually, you know, for the escalation tournament. Yeah. I'm gonna let this out of the bag. I found a list where I can take a flamethrower ATRT. <laughs> really? I, and I think that would be okay. just gross and fun. <laughs> well, and honestly, that could be a good approach because, you know, you're seeing trooper spam seems to be the most yeah. dominant list. So mm-hmm. we're, we're yeah, seeing, I figure so. I'll see a lot of troops. So yeah. throwing a flamethrower out there seems like a good thing to do. So, you know, with my approach to it, I, I do, like you said, I, I have been running the same list for a while. Um, I mean, part of that is because I've been playing strictly Rebels, and the Rebels haven't had a huge selection yet. Um, now that Leia... But you're, but you're saying, uh, so to quote you, I'm still playing Luke, even after Leia comes out. Yes. Uh, the, the list that I have prepared for you know, the, my first game after uh-huh. Leia and the Fleet Troopers drop, um, I've got both Luke and Leia. And I think that running dual commander is going to be a really good option for rebels. Okay, so you're you're actually incorporating her into the list. You're not just ignoring her. No, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna use her because she she has some great command cards. I think that the you know the synergy she adds to the troops around her is really good. It'll be interesting to see how you run that list after you've had it locked in for so long. Well, I, I'm sure I'm probably going to have some some Do pretty some bad adapting, games yeah. right away. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll take a little bit of learn, time to learn that. Um, I, I might. Include I might drop one or both ATS or ATRTs or one or two ATRTs and move another troop unit into it too. Ah, love them troops. So I do. Yeah. Are you not at six already? Not five. Oh, that's right. So I've been right. running. I've been okay. running five. And one of the things too and that I've been doing with my troopers, list is, so is including one bare bones trooper unit just for objectives and because people like to ignore them. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't have an ion trooper? You don't have a Z6? No, no ion trooper. Yeah, yeah exactly. And all these, they're just four little guys scampering around buildings, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, wait they're, my, they're in the objective? They're, they're in the backfield right now? What, what's going on here? Josh, what do you find is your approach? I like to do a balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's, it's important to have a list How dare you're you, familiar sir. with. Okay. <laughs> you know, you can't, especially if you're coming out into a competitive space, you can't have a list that you're like, well, I'll just throw this together and try it. and Because then you start forgetting upgrades and things like that. It's not as big of an issue now here in Legion because just like you've, you guys have been talking about, there's not a, a heavy variation of what's out there. 
Yeah. Right? You're not going to forget, Fair. oh, spotter on Veers. I've never played with Veers before. I didn't know I could do this. You know, there's enough units out there that in the few games that you can play, you're going to remember everything. Yeah. You get into a game like X-Wing where there's hundreds of upgrades, uh, possibilities for, for a, a, a list, and then you, you go out there and you realize, oh, crap, I, I didn't use this card for like the six games I played today. I've had that happen. Um, oh, trust me, coming from 40K? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, yeah. all the strategies out there? Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. You know, Open you've got to play your games, list yes. enough to be familiar with it. Exactly. On the other side, I've seen people in X-Wing, you know, high-level competitive players that play essentially the same list for like three years. And I'm like, how would... I, I mean, I guess winning major tournaments is fun, but I look at that and I go, how is that fun? Running the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over the same, you know. But I, mean, I think because yeah. X Wing, you pretty much. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but X Wing, you pretty much have the same objective every time: blow up the other person. Blow up ships. the other person's ships. Whereas yeah, for right. this, the game can change drastically. If I'm going from you know battle lines breakthrough, all sure. of a sudden, you know to long march and you know transmissions. I think that the thing, you know, I read an interview with some X-Wing players that said they played, kind of like the, the I forget the name of the law, but like you got to do something 10,000 times to master it. Yeah. Right? Um, that, they, that, you know, they've said before they'll even consider taking a list into a, a tournament, you know, a big time tournament atmosphere, that they want to play like 100 or 200 games with the list, which that's, that's a lot of... <laughs> that's I a mean, lot of practice time. That's a lot yeah, of games. Assuming you're playing your multiple times game a week, store, you know. Yeah. You know, and, and usually it's several you've got, months worth of practice, which right. is good. Yeah, um, you know, and usually you've got to have some friends close by or something like that, mm -hmm. and you can get those kind of games in. Um, but I think that's important in X-wing because everything is between the 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 movement dials and the t the way templates work and everything. You've got a very you got certain. The kinesthetics, I guess, for lack of a better word, of the ships are very important. Okay. Knowing, looking at the board, seeing I'm going to be here, I'm going to end up here. If I if I'm a millimeter to the left, I'm I'm on an asteroid and I can't shoot, and my ship's dead. Well, and you can't pre-measure in that game, you right? You can't pre-measure in that so game. So having having, right, to, right, right. having to know which of those templates, you know, where exactly. you're going to move. It's so in, and in Legion, like you said, because the game is so fluid. And because I can take a movement template and I can stick it anywhere on a on a trooper unit and then flex the thing around, I'm like, oh, I want to end up there. Okay, you know that's right where I want to end up. You can't do that in a game like X-wing. Okay. Because you put the template down and wherever you end up at the end of that template is where you're at. You know, there's not. You know, I I, I can't put it offset a little bit to the side and end up over here and like you can with the movement templates with troopers in, in Legion. Yeah. Um, you know, even even vehicle movement in Legion is a little bit more forgiving than it is in X-Wing because you can... You can stop early. You, you can, well, you can, not only can you stop early, but you've got that hinge, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to fly right into a building. Hinge it a little 45 degrees to the right, and, well, I may not want it to end up here, but I'm not going to fly into the building, right? Yeah. You have the opportunity to, to have a little bit more say in where your endpoint is. So for a game like X-Wing, yeah, it's really important to have that that hundreds of games of familiarity, familiarity with your list. Legion, not so much, but you still need to know what you can do. Yeah. And you need to play enough games, I, I think even more you importantly... You want to see all the situations you can right. get your you know, units into. If I'm going to play Long March, well, here's how I've got to maneuver my guys. Mm -hmm. I can't hang my ATST back there. I've got to, I've got to chuck it up a little bit more now. Yep. You know, if I'm playing... Um, rapid reinforcements. Okay, well, my snowtroopers—they're going to go off to the side here, and you know, and I'll, I'll do what I can until round two, and I'll deep strike these guys back here. Yada yada. And, so maybe and you got to know. Yeah. You got to know. Okay, what am I going to do if I play five rebel troopers and exactly, three yeah. or th three rotary ATSTs? What am I going to do if I play double ATST? Yeah, you want to you, you want to run that list through every variable you can have, right? So that way you know. Okay, these are its strengths. These are its weaknesses. These are the cards, especially with the uh, you know the, the cards before the game starts. You want to make sure that you are picking the optimal card setup right. for what your list is good for. And you, the only way you'll know that is if you play each one of those scenarios right. with that list. Uh, generally, what I tend to do is I'll come up with a list and I'll play a couple games with it. And if I find an upgrade, uh, grenades, grappling hooks, targeting scopes, whatever, that ah, you know what I use this like two times in five games. 
I'll drop it and I'll see if I can use those points better somewhere else. Um, then immediately find a situation where it would have where worked. Where it would have worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd have had grappling hooks here. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever, I've ever said that yet in the game. Neither have I. <laughs> I've honestly I don't, never, you know, never we, heard that. We, we talked earlier in the show about being a 3D game versus a 2D game. Yeah. I don't think I've ever climbed anything in this game, in it's, all of the games that it's I've It's hard. Played. It takes a lot of time it to climb does. something. Yeah, and, and it requires... There's not enough benefit to being on top of something. Yeah. You know, I've used, I've, I've jumped. Unless the you Luke. really staged the board to be that, but well, sure, but yeah, you've gone, I've gone over things, yeah, you know, with like I've, loot I've and, and stuff Luke, like that. But yeah, it's but like for for a unit, you should be more, you know, every game, video game, whatever, generally has a an elevated attack gains accuracy, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're shooting down on people. You know, I have the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> don't try it. Um, you underestimate my flower. <laughs> anyway so the game doesn't have like a tangible benefit to being up high mm-hmm. you know so really uh, unless I'm trying to you know shortest point shortest path between a point is you know a straight line exa- oh hypotenuse <laughs> <sighs> you think you're so acute right now but you're not I guarantee it am I being obtuse you are very <laughs> obtuse you're right angle I hate you guys. <laughs> Unless you're trying to go over something, there's there's really no reason to be on top of something. Yeah. Right? So Unless you need to claim an objective, unless somebody, you know, having to put an objective sure. on like a top floor or something. You know, so so if I find, you know, grappling hooks and I've played them three or four games, not that useful, I'll drop them and see if I can use the points somewhere else. So yeah, it's a balance. Yeah. You know, you can't be this is my list and I will play it until I die. I know five games from now, if I use these grenades once, then it's 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 worth it. You know, I, I've seen people build lists like that, and I'm yeah. Fast forward to five years from now, when we've got like hundreds of commanders to choose from, and I'm still rocking the three AT yeah. <laughs> <RT> list, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I, I like it. It's not broken. <laughs> He's got his beard down to his waist now. He's... Some kind of crazy prospector. Well, see, no, no, no. Else. See, the beard, the beard yeah. is his transport solution for all of his troops. He just kind of just kind of entangles them, them all in there. In there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, tangles them in and drives. We'll see how that works out. It no, might, might, might not be the most hygienic that. thing. Oh, <laughs> gets killed on the board. Just stick it back in my beard. Oh, it's way cheaper than battle foam. Oh <laughs> God! Oh. You're a strange. What man. have I started? Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. Well, speaking of the list, um, I know we've kind of been looking around at uh, the tabletop simulator um, application or, or game, you know, on Steam, right? Yes, on Steam. Okay, so with the Legion plugin. Yes, they, yeah, and somebody posted up a question on our page this weekend and asked about, "Hey, where do I get this? What do I need?" And and I'm like, uh, "I advocate for it. I don't play it." Yeah, <laughs> it's like Legion. As if a you got time to play a game, yeah. you can call me and we can play a game. <laughs> right? Not that you ever would. Yeah, but... I know. Right? Stop it. But I, I, I'm, you know, way too technologically stunted to, uh, to even attempt to try that, whatever game it is. But. You know, it, it's got some That's interesting... crazy prospector beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's gold in there, hells. <laughs> no. So what what, uh, what kind of statistics are we seeing for list uh, management through Tabletop Simulator? So Tabletop Simulator, the Invader League, which is kind of the, the online league that they run, mm-hmm. um, they, they did a big round-robin tournament, and they played 60-some-odd games total across all of their, their players. Um, interestingly enough, the top three lists were Rebel lists. Really? Yeah. All, all three of the top lists were... Go were, Rebels. Yeah. Um, and, and the important thing to note about Tabletop Simulator is if it's been announced, it's in the game. So they've been playing with Leia and Fleet Troopers with what we know about them yeah. for since they were announced. And they so, probably had Han and Rebel Commandos as well? I think so, yes. Um, but, you know, like the, the list that was the top list in there... Um, <laughs> Uh, pretty pretty ex- expansive here. Um, Luke Skywalker, Luke and Leia. So there Luke, force, force Reflexes and Push. Nice. Leia with Environmental Gear. Okay. Um, hmm. Interesting. Fleet Trooper Scattergun, Fleet Trooper Scattergun. Hmm. Um, 
a Z6 Rebel Trooper unit without the extra extra dude. Okay. Um, let's see, one, two, three, four of those, and then a bunch of ATRTs. And that's generally what you're seeing out there is troopers and ATRTs. Yeah. Um, a lot of the Imperialists that have been run are double ATST, which you know, veers double ATST, man. which is surprising. You know, well, now, everybody's meta is different, but uh, right. Man, what is that blows my what mind. exactly is the line of sight? Blocking yeah, I'm, on tabletop curious. simulator. That, that, that's that's the thing the that I'm trying that that I'm not really sure on. Well, I mean, it, it's it's from what I can gather, watching videos of it and stuff, it runs just like the normal. You know, you can move the camera around. Okay. You know, it's a three D. It's a it's a it's a digital three D space. So you can you can you can go and move the you know rotate well, the camera around. How did so, the train look? Let, let's ask you. What's that? How did the train look? Did well, what they've done is they've done and, and made a lot of organic boards. That okay. Look like they're battlefields, right? Okay. You know, here we have a mat, and then mm-hmm. it's got pieces on it. Yeah. There they have terrain that is like sloped, and it's more more topographical. For, okay. You know. Interesting. Um. So, that's the kind of the rules that they're playing on. Um. It's not, you know, you'll you'll have like a road, and it'll have hills on either side of it. Like a like, so it's like a little valley kind of thing, um, but they still try and stay, you know, height one for most of it. So it's not like it's okay. So know, there is some line of sight blocking, right? Going yeah, on. there's okay. some line of sight blocking in there. But for the most part, the ATSTs are are kind of able to fire at will throughout yeah. most of the board. Okay. Yeah, because everything is to scale is to legion scale too. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's not like it's you know, but there's they they play on like an indoor forest board where there's trees everywhere. Okay. Um, so you know, if 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 that terrain there's there's terrain blocking there, so there's the ability to maneuver. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty neat. So, but yeah, a lot of double ATST, a um, lot of lot of Luke and Leia, lot of and, and almost universally trooper spam. So, are you seeing the the amount of bikes that we've seen on actual tabletop game? Not really. Really? Yeah. That's, I mean, it's there, there's some bikes out there, but it's. It's it's more double ATST than anything else. Okay, which that's, is that's really surprising. That's interesting because mm-hmm. some of the most effective imperial armies that I've seen run two or three right. bike squads. Yeah. And from what I've seen on you know Reddit and you know the, the Legion forums on Facebook, it, it sounds like that's a, a fairly common meta. Yeah. Well, here I'm gonna I'm gonna and this tabletop I think should uh, tabletops in there should be considered like a separate local meta. I mean, sure they've got people right. all around the globe playing, but it is a very specific. 3D rendering of a right, sure. Real but I, I, I would game. imagine that a lot of the people who play that also play in their own friendly local gaming store or their own. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if they have a list that they play online versus a list that they play in the store. And that could if any of you guys out there are doing that, uh, let us know. You know. Yeah. How does uh, how does your message? I'm really curious. Yeah, I, I would like to know that too because you know the only video game apparently we play around here is Beat Saber, so. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> I'm playing BattleTech 2, thank you. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, like uh, one one of the top imperial list is is Veers with uh, four units of stormtroopers. Uh, they're all of them DLT, and then the extra dude, um, and then two ATSTs with the mortar and the 88. Wow, mortar and the 88. Okay, so that's. Huh. You that's, know that's 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 what that list is. It's uh, like week see. one build for ATST, right? Yeah, but you're still getting four trooper units, and that's that was kind of the thing that we saw with initially with the ATSTs without Veers was that you really were having to sacrifice on your core, right? You know, I you mean, were really only doing three stormtrooper units bare bones with Vader and two ATSTs. Yeah, you know, there's there's another list here that's that's Veers five trooper units, a unit of bikes, and an ATST. Uh, so there, there's. A hmm. lot of variety out there, but mm. you're seeing a lot of ATSTs out there. More okay. than I would have expected to see based on what we see. Definitely here in our little area. Right, yeah. Our, our and, and that's, you know, like you said, everywhere has its own meta that ends up developing. Sure. Um, and the important thing about this is they aren't, it's a league. Once the league starts, you don't change your list. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So Interesting. that's, okay. you know, so the, the, the folks who have had the most success... From what I understand, they weren't allowed to change their lists. But the folks who have had the most success are the ones that are running lots of ATRTs. Um, I, one of the guys uh, was naked ATRTs. 
Right. Ah, hey, yeah. right. Hey, trendsetter yeah, over there, right? Yeah, no, um, is he last place in the? No, I probably was. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> that Johnny's so just a crazy old guy. <laughs> uh, play State of Decay right now, but <laughs> no, nope, it was game. actually the guy that finished first. Ran two naked ATRTs. Wow, really? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Stomping for the rebels, base kickers. Yeah, that's a trendsetter. So I think I just dismissed that list earlier in this podcast. So uh, we'll we'll edit that out. Okay, cool. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. I seem so wise. All right, guys. Well, I think that's gonna pretty much do it for today. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to throw in here? No. Uh, We're probably gonna try the live stream again. Uh, hopefully we'll have less issues with starting on time, uh, get some games lined up, but, uh, aiming for 7 PM PST on the frontier gaming channel on Twitch, uh, tune in. It was a hoot last time. Can I say, can I say it was a hoot? I, I had fun. This is a family Uh, show. Sorry. Yes. Um, It was a hoot nanny. Okay. Yes. Perhaps even a shindig. Oh, careful now. Yeah. As long as it doesn't turn into a Donnybrook. Oh, no, we won't do that. But, uh. Yeah, hopefully people can tune in, and uh, we'll we'll have some people playing Legion, sitting, chatting about it, and having fun. All right, folks, that's our show for this week. Just want to remind you that the Legion Outrider podcast is brought to you by the Radio Free Tatooine Network, a podcast network that's better than some and worse than others. To see the full lineup of shows, head to RadioFreeTatooine.com. See you next week, Outriders. You've been listening to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tatooine Network. For more from The Outriders, make sure you like us on Twitter at Legion Outriders, subscribe to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Legion Outriders, and make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home.